Hello, welcome back to Change in Exchange for a Better You. I'm your host, Justin. And what I would like to talk about right now, you know, I just want to get deep. Talk about something that happened in my past. Um, what made me want to talk about this was, you know, talking to my big cousin that I hadn't seen in a long time. And we just got to, excuse me, sharing, sharing stuff that we both didn't know about each other that happened within our life. You know, uh, and, uh, you know, it's kind of sensitive. I'm kind of vulnerable right now, you know, sharing this stuff because, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, it's still my mom, you know, and, um, you know, I'm just putting this out there so that if there is a woman who is in a relationship with a guy that's been abusive, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, if you don't feel like you got the strength for yourself, do it for your kids, man. See, in my situation, it's kind of different because I was the last kid that my mom had, right? My brothers and sisters, you know, they were all you know, like, well, 12, 10, and 8 years older than me. So I was the baby for real. You know what I mean? And uh, I would say I would fight my middle brother, but it really wasn't no fight. He used to beat me, <laughs> and my brother used to beat him for beating me. So, you know what I mean? Like, my eldest brother used to beat him for beating me. So, you know, it was one of those type of situations, and it wasn't until... We got older that, you know, me and my middle brother got closer. But, you know, uh, for the longest time, man, he used to always tell me, man, you took my spot. I used to be the baby, you know what I mean? And I used to get all the toys and, and all this type of stuff. I'm like, dude, like, you know, especially like when I was eight. I'm like, man, you're 16. You ain't what you worrying about toys for. You know what I mean? Like you almost out the house, man. But he just, you know, he couldn't get over it at the time. And he wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't all the time. But every so often, I guess it just would come across his mind. Like, man, granddad used to give me all the toys. Or my mom used to buy him all the toys. And now I'm getting all the toys and attention. But anybody that got siblings, man, you know how that go. So, let's dig into this story. So, I'm nine years old. It's 1989. I was previously living in Northside, and I hated to leave my family behind because I didn't know nobody around, you know, uh, Churchill. And uh, just to give a little background of what I'm talking about for folks that don't know where I'm, you know, where I'm from, you know, just to give a little background, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. And those two places that I was talking about are from Richmond, Virginia. One is Northside. And one is like East End, well, kind of close to the East End, and you know, kind of the fan, you know, it's kind of like, like that. But um, yeah, so at nine years of age, we moved from Northside, where like a lot of my family lived, a lot of my my best friend, my homeboys. I mean, that's all I knew. To Churchill, we didn't stay there long. We stayed like six months. But, man, I hated it, man. I did. I hated it. 
it wasn't until I started meeting folks around there like that I went to school with that it became more and more bearable. And, uh, you know, um, I actually got into, you know, a, um, a martial arts class, which helped me with my, you know, my depression at the time. I didn't even know I was in a depression, but looking back on it, I was depressed, man. I miss my homeboys, man. And I would go over to my granddad's house, like maybe on the weekends, like every other weekend or something like that. It wasn't that often though. So, like, when I did go around, man, you know, I would have the best time, yo. And uh, it was just fun. It was just fun. But I really did, like, hate it over there. So, getting back to the story. So, we moved to this house. And, I mean, it was okay. I mean, looking back on it, you know, I didn't like it at first. But, it, you know, again, it was okay. It was okay. Um, the house, you know, it was a nice size house. I had my own room, but, uh, my room was kind of small. I ain't like that. I'm used to having like more space in my room. I had more space in my room when I was at my house in Highland Park. And, uh, you know, I just, I just didn't like the situation at all. You know, my friends were sad. You know what I mean? To see me go and, you know, it was just like, man, it was just a drag, man. It was draining, man. But, you know, my mom wanted to go and I'm her kid. So, hey, I, I mean, I wasn't old enough to hold my own. So I had to go, man, you know. So I went, which meant I had to change schools, which meant that, you know, like, um, you know, like, all my friends was gone, man. And uh, I know I keep saying that, but that was just a big, important part to me, man. I missed them guys, man. Because we did everything together, and we hung out every day, man. And we used to hate it when it rained. We would stand in our doors, man, like, you know, just looking outside at each other. Because, you know, we couldn't really go out and play in the rain. So it was like, man, you know... Um, you just have to wait till it stops raining. Then you can go and get your bikes and you can go get the football and, you know, like you can go and get the baseball or whatever, tennis ball or whatever, man, and, you know, and get back to it like we used to, man, play cops and robbers, all of that stuff, right, all of that good stuff. You know, so now I'm moving to a different place, man, and, you know, again, I don't know anybody, you know, and then I find out that my homeboy Jermaine, you know, he lived right down the street from me. His mom became my babysitter. So that was kind of cool. My mom would pay her, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, Jermaine's mom was like my mom. You know what I mean? And she had the nicest spirit, too, man. She was very gentle, man. You know, shout out to Jermaine Lewis, man. If you hear this episode, man, yo, I'm thinking about you, bro. It's been a long time. So with that having been said, right, everything was, for the most part, you know, superficial as to why I didn't like it, you know, yeah, I didn't see my friends or what have you, but it, it wasn't like I couldn't make more friends, you know, um, as far as the house, you know, it was cool, I mean, you know, like, it was a nice size house, but, you know, it was just like, dang, yo, uh, man, when we moved over there, 
like I noticed the difference. Like my stepdad, who well, the guy that eventually became my stepdad, he was a lot more edgy, man. He was a lot more like angry, man. And as a young kid, I didn't know why. I didn't understand that, you know, he had an addiction. You know, um, I found that out years later. But, you know, he would come home when he wanted to, man. He was just pretty much, he did what he felt like. My mom, she would go to work, come home, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we would have our time together. And when he wasn't there, it felt a little bit better. I ain't going to lie. You know, but we moved over there, and I don't know what happened. I really don't know the backstory for that, why he left. I don't know if it was because my mom told him to leave or he was just doing his thing. But I got the, you know, sneaking suspicion that that's, it's, it's just because he was just doing his thing. You know, because when he came back, I do remember my mom, you know, arguing with him or whatever, and, um, you know, but I didn't hear anything else after that, you know, but as the months, you know, began to roll by, it's like, dang, we was there for like a month. He was gone two months after that. Then he come back. And this man, I mean, like, I was like, man, yo, like by this time, I got adjusted to living over there. I had friends now. It was just me and my mom. And, you know, she was paying her bills or whatever like that. He was gone. Doing whatever he wanted to do. And, uh. You know, my brothers, my, my older brothers, they would, they would come over. Uh, and uh, just to give a little background with that, see, my older brothers were, you know, eight and ten years older than me. So by the time I was nine when we moved over there, you know, one was 19 and the other one was 17 going on 18. So, you know, he was, and the one that was 19, he was going on 20 because we moved over there and, uh, I, you know, my 10th birth, uh, birthday was coming up, uh, like, soon. I think it was, like, about, well, no, it wasn't that soon. It was, like, about, like, 10 months away, actually. So, yeah. Anyways, we we started to, you know, adjust. My mom and I, you know, we would, you know, have fun. I would walk with her to the store and all that. And we would just have a good time, you know. My, like I said, my brothers would come over from time to time to visit. You know, not often, but, you know, they would come. And, um, you know, within that two-month span, then he came back, and I, I hated it, man. He was rough. He was different to, to what I was used to. So it was like, man, you know, um, it was hard for me to, like, fall in line with, you know, what he wanted me to do. I was used to the grace that I had from my mom when it came to, like, cleaning up my room. So, you know, now I got this man here, and he's telling me, no, nah, you got to get this room done now. You know, I wasn't used to that. You know, which, you know, looking back, as far as that part, I mean, that was right. My mom shouldn't have had to tell me, like, two or three times to clean my room. And, um... You know, I should have gave my mom the same respect that I gave him as far as that. But, again, you know, like, things started to change. He was darker, man. Like, again, I didn't know that he was on drugs, so he would argue with my mom. 
And I see that I didn't like it, you know, because it was like, dang, you know, my mom really is not doing anything. You come home from your job and you got an attitude. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, I just never understood that. So, um, and sometimes he would walk. It depends on what was going on there. You know, WWF was going on and it was popping. And they'd come to Richmond. He used to work at the Coliseum. And sometimes, you know, like when he's doing his, you know, job being a security, you know, them shows don't end till like after the buses are gone. So, you know, he would walk home, you know, so um, because, you know, like, you know, the, the I forget what time the, the bus station used to close. Um, but, you know, like, you know, catching the bus, you only, you know, I think you had to get on the last bus to Churchill where we moved to. I think at 10.30, but, you know, the show wouldn't be over until 11, and then you got to do your job after that. So he would leave at 1, and, uh, you know, um, but it made for some great stories that he would tell me later on in the years. But, um, again, so I'm leading up to the day where, you know, my mom was physically attacked, you know, by my stepfather. Well, my mom's boyfriend at the time. And, uh, you know, like, he left. <clears throat> he We didn't see him for, like, two months. I don't know what he was doing. You know, I think he was cheating. I can remember my mom saying something about that. And, uh, you know, like, he just did what he wanted to do. Um, but he was, a, he was, a, he was um, addicted to drugs. I didn't know that. So... Long story short, he comes, and uh, the day that he comes, my mom and I, we were in the bed, you know, she was like, you know, we were happy, man. She was like, man, look, I'm going I'm to go and fix some french fries for us, and we're going to watch this movie that's about to come on. You know, it was the weekend. It was Friday. I ain't had to go to school the next day, so, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, I was with it. You know, I think it was like 6 o'clock, man. And Lady Sing the Blues came on, that movie with Diana Ross, man, where she played this, you know, this this lady that, you know, like, um, she had a little crew or whatever, and, you know, they would make music. So, uh, I go to sleep on the, on the movie, like, halfway through it. I saw the movie before anyways, you know, but it was kind of cool to watch that joint with my moms. So... Go to sleep, man. You know, I, I, I didn't eat good, man. You know, I'm full up on French fries with ketchup on it, you know. And um, I, I don't know if we had hot dogs with it or not. I think we did. But anyways, that's neither here nor there, man. Like, I was so full. I was happy. You know, I go to sleep, you know, just chilling with my mom. I get woken up to this man at the edge of the bed beating the living daylights out of my mom. Yep, I saw that. I mean, and this man was putting everything he had in those punches. And I'm going to give you like a visual. My mom is short. She was like 5'4", slender. This man, he was like 5'9". And you know he had he had weight to him. You know he had a he had a a stocky build. He had a gut. 
but he had a stocky bill. You know what I mean? You know, but he was security. He used to help with a lot of the heavy lifting. So you're talking about a man that was over 200 pounds hitting a woman as hard as he could in her face who probably weighed 140, 130. I don't even know if my mom weighed 130, man. She was skinny, so. I mean, I know she was solid. That's where I get that solid weight from, you know. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't even put it past 130, to be honest, man. She probably like 120-something, man. But either way, man, like, she was slender. And, uh, yeah, he was he was beating the crap out of her, man. You know, I was woken up to that, man. Like, the, the, the plate was on the ground, you know, fries was everywhere, on the ground, you know, in her room. Um, it had wood floors, you know, and you can see the, you know, the ketchup splatter, like, partially on the walls, you know, partially, you know, on the ground and partially on the wall. And, uh, you know, I just get up. I wake up. First thing that come out of my mouth, man, get off my mom. And, you know, like, I couldn't see her because she was laying on the ground and, you know, this was happening at the foot of the bed, but I could see her. She had like her leg up, you know, trying to, and her arm up trying to like block him from hitting her. And I'm crying. Like I said, I'm nine years old and man, it was one of the worst days of my life, man. One of the worst days of my life, man. I felt so helpless, man. And so my mom, she heard me. She realized that I was woke. She was like, not in front of the boy, Gene. Not in front of the boy. So she was dragged out of the room. And before he shut the door, he said, you do not open this door. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I ain't hearing that. I'm a little kid, but I ain't hearing that. You know what I'm saying? Of course I'm open that door, man. Like. You know, um, but I was scared because this is a big dude. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I was scared, man. And I, you know, I kind of, you know, regret that, man. It was like, man, I should have jumped on his ass some. But, you know what I mean? Like, I was nine. I was scared, man. I was scared, man. You know, um, my mom, when I, you know, went out and I opened the door. Like, you know, like I said, I was scared to even open the door, so. I was just scared at the time. But before I opened the door, man, you know, I can hear him, like, throw my mom down the steps, man. And, you know, that's what made me, like, gather up the strength to come out. And as I came out, you know, she was at the base of the stairs. And he was at the base of the stairs, too. And I screamed out for her, Mom, Mama, Mama get up and then like when she got up it was like her arm looked like it was broke you know her uh left arm so she was using her right arm to balance you know and and grab grabbing the the balance you know the the uh stair the staircase i mean and grabbing the wall to to like help you know prop herself up man and so like uh you know, she told me, man, she was like, listen, she was like, Justin, run, 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 you know, jump out the window, go next door or go to the phone booth that was, you know, in the middle of the block. You know, she told me to do that. And I was like, no, nah, I can't leave, Ma. I can't leave. I was like, no, nah, I can't leave you. 
And, um, you know, he had left, went into the other room because at the base of the stairway, you had the foyer and you had the front door and it was closed. And it's nighttime. You know, like when he came, I still remember what, like what time I was woken up. I was, it was like nine o'clock almost. And so it was dark outside. And, you know, I remember like, you know, I was just frozen in fear. I couldn't get myself to move past that third step, but that, that kind of faded away. It was like, man, no, I'm going to get my mom. We're going to get up out of here. So she was like, no, nah, just, just forget about me, Justin. Just keep running. Go and, you know, jump out the window, you know, and go to the neighbor's house and tell them what's going on and tell them to call the police. So I was like, man, I can't leave, Ma. I kept saying that. So he came back. It didn't take long, you know, and she was really trying to get me to go. And, uh, you know, and I saw this hopeless look in her face, man, like when I didn't leave. You know, like, like, no, I just wanted to save you. You know what I mean? Like, it was disappointment. You know, like, she really wanted me to, like, jump out the window um, and go and, and try to get some help, man. But, I mean, in my mind, it was like, if I leave, man, you know, he might beat her to death. I ain't even had no idea that he had a gun. So he come back in there. Like I said, it didn't take long. He went into the, to the other room, the front room. And uh, which to the left-hand side of the house. And he came back into the foyer. And, um, you know, we, 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 we locked eyes for a minute. And he told, told my mom straight up, like, if he runs, I'm going to shoot him. And he told me, if you jump out that window, I'm going to kill your mom first. And then I'm going to come and get you. So... My mom, you know, she was, like I said, she was leaning on the wall to, like, gain composure, to get herself together. And she moved. And as soon as she moved, man, like, I seen him aim the gun and shoot. Bow. And if she hadn't moved when she did, man, that bullet would have hit her right in the head. Right in the head, man. He shot at her. He would have killed her, man. And then for certain, he probably would have killed me. Even if I would have tried to run and jump out the window, by the time I, you know, tried to get to the front door of the neighbor's house because he had a fence that was tall, that there was no way I can get over, man, he would have been out, you know, because like I said, he was in the foyer. He was at the base of the stairways. It wouldn't have took him no time to get to the front door. You know what I mean? So like, you know, I was, I would have been gone, but you know, I mean, I thank God that he was there. You know, even though it happened the way it did, man, like, you know, he, you know, he did some damage to my mom, but he didn't kill her. You know what I'm saying? And I got to thank God for that, man. You know, because, like I said, I mean, she wasn't looking. She had her head down. All I heard her say, like, you know, well, she put it this way. She did look in the beginning, you know what I mean? But then she looked away and she started moving you know, and trying to put her, you know, arm that she could move up to like, kind of like block, just, you know, block him from, you know, well, block the bullet, you know what I mean? So, but she moved 
The bullet came, went straight through the wall, right where her head was at, man. If she hadn't moved, like, I mean, literally half a second before, she'd have been out of here. And, uh, you know, he, he would have went to jail. He probably would have killed me too, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, man. Like, you know, when he shot, man, and I screamed, like, Mom, because she fell. So I thought that, you know what I'm saying? I thought that, like, man, she like she got hit, you know? So, you know, um, it was difficult, man. I, I was crying, man. I was like, Mom, Mom. And, I, you know, I came down a couple more steps, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, like, I saw her, you know what I'm saying, move a little bit more, and he was quiet. He was quiet. You know, he didn't say anything. He just opened the front door, and he just left out. And my mom, you know what I mean, like I can just hear her crying. It was like when he shot, man, I'm going to tell you, man, you know how like in the movies when it gets quiet? That's exactly how it felt like right in that moment, man. And it was the most terrifying thing that I've experienced in my life, man. I thought I witnessed my mom's death. That was brutal, man. That was brutal. And I was nine years old. And, uh, you know, like, um, I don't know, maybe he, you know, calmed down off the high he had, man, and he felt bad about it. I don't know, but he just left. I don't know which way he went or anything. All I know is I ran down there, you know, to where my mom was at. And, you know, I put that arm around me that, you know, she can still move, helped her up. And we got out of that house, man. We called uh, my cousin who used to, you know, own the store that she worked at. So I called, you know, she called him, and, uh, you know, um, he came, and, uh, you know, he had his white pickup truck, man. He, he used to always have that chrome 357, man, you know, um, and he used to sit. He was his own security in his store, you know, and he had his store on Chamberlain. So, uh, again, you know, if you're not from Richmond, Virginia, man, Chamberlain is pretty much like, the fan or the middle of Richmond. You know, it's where uh, VCU uh, College is, and, you know, if you've heard of it, Broad Street. So it's near all of those places. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, man, he came, and he got there fast too, man. I remember, like, you know, because, like, when we got to the phone booth and we, we called him, but, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't that far. Like, Chamberlain wasn't that far from where we lived at anyways. But it, I think it wasn't even 10 minutes, man. He got there fast. And I just remember hugging my mom, man, and, you know, like, just just real happy that she was alive, man. And, you know, like, she couldn't move her arm. So we thought it was broke. You know, she... Uh, she made me promise not to tell what happened, but she told Mr. Easter, which was my cousin, on my father's side, you know, what happened. And he didn't like the guy anyway, so he, he wanted to use that Chrome 357 on him. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I remember, uh, you, know, he, you know, he had some choice words for him. 
you know, he didn't like that, you know what I mean? And uh, he always felt like my mom could do better, you know, so I do remember that part. But, um, yeah, so, you know, long story short, man, you know, like after that, man, I felt like I survived, man. Like, you know how, like, in the end of those horror movies with a lady, you know, and her kids, man, you know, they walking away and they crying, they hugging each other, man, and she scarred up, the kids scarred up. Man, that's how I felt, man. Like, we survived, man. It was the happiest day of my life, man, to be going back to Highland Park. You know, because, uh, like I said, we had a lot of family around there. So, you know, we told my my grandfather and grandmother, you know, well, she told them that she fell down the steps and, you know, like she just, you know, tired of dealing with, she didn't tell the full story. She didn't tell that Gene, you know, pushed her down the steps. She just said that she fell down the steps after getting in the argument with Jane. And, uh, you know, I learned years later that my uncles had, you know, approached my mom about that, man. And, you know, she kind of like, you know, she, she laughed for him. You know, she told him like, no, you know, it wasn't him. You know, like he didn't, he didn't push me down the steps, you know. And, uh, you know, they wasn't ready to get at him for that, man. You know, they still young though, you know, um, Shoot, you know, um, and that's their sister. So, you know, that's what they, they felt like they were going to do. You know, so like, you know, but when my mom said what she said, and they were like, man, you sure? Like, man, you sure that he ain't doing nothing, man? Like, look, you know what I'm saying? If we find out, man, like, you know, like it's on. So, you know, like she kind of protected him, man. She She made sure that that man still had life in his body when he didn't give my mom that same respect man or that same regard you know what I mean so like you know um it was just a wild time man a wild time man I thought I was gone but more importantly man I thought my mom was gone man I thought I was gonna have to grow up without my mom yo I did I thought I was gonna have to grow up without my mom yo I was like this it man my mom gone like when he shot and she fell I thought she was gone man I did. I thought she was gone. You know, in that brief moment, man. And you should never, like, never do that to a woman, man. You know, and, and just the disregard for me being there. You know what I'm saying? Like, but again, I can't, I can't expect a person that was an addict to act like, you know what I'm saying, like a person that is not an addict and got good sense and is a gentleman. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it just won't happen. It, it doesn't exist, you know, and, um, yeah, man, like, so my point is women who got kids, man, and you're in a toxic relationship with a person, man, and this is the beginning stages, man, look, it's going to progress because that's what a dang on show did for me and my mom, yo, and um, if you live in somewhere either with your family or you are living, you know, near your family and that person wants to, like, move you away, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, that person is toxic, don't you move, man. Because it could be, you know, the difference in life and death, not just for you but for your kids, you know. My mom could have lived and he could have killed me. You know what I mean? That story could have went any, any either way, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could have 
shot her and she survived that head injury. My aunt survived the head injury, which is another story, but for another time. But uh, yeah, man, like, you know, I know you might feel like you love that person. You might feel like that person loves you, but love don't hurt you like that, man. It doesn't. I know we're in human, you know, bodies and we're prone to do things that are not always the best. But you only have one life. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I had to get therapy for that stuff, man, when I got older, man. Like, I'm telling you this and hopefully you see this from the point of view of your kids. That was devastating to me. You know what I'm saying? Because as the mom, you mean a whole lot. We came from y'all. And, you know, I really want y'all to understand that. Like, it's it's one thing to, like, you know, like, if you don't have any kids. But at the end of the day, please get this, man. Like, whether you got kids or not, your your life is so valuable, man. It really is. And if you're here, it's because you're meant to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, from my point of view, I almost lost my mom. I saw that. And it affected me. It helped and it aided in my development of the manic depression that I was in. I was severely depressed. I was severely depressed. That's the best way I can say it. I was severely depressed. I hated that guy. I was so anxious. And it affected me, man. You know, like, if you don't want to get out of that toxic relationship with that person for yourself, do it for your kids. Do it for your kids, man. For the life that you want them to have. Because imagine what would have happened had he did that. Yeah, he probably would have went to jail. But my life would have been on a whole different spectrum. A lot of the lessons that I got from my mom as I continued to grow older and older, I wouldn't have gotten. Which means I could have been a colder person. I could have been a person that's different from the man that 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 you you hear on this anchor app. I could be a man that's in jail because, hey, I'm you know like, I'm not sure if he would have got a whole lot of years, and that happened in '89. So he could have been getting out by now, even if it was like thirty some years. Could man, it's a possibility, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, people have gotten out um, and had lesser charges for greater than what I went through. So it's like, I can't really say that he would have died in jail. I can't say that. It could have been, like I said, like maybe he got 30-some years for it. And, you know, like, he would have been getting out by now. Which, if I went down another path because my mom wasn't here, 
then maybe I would have been waiting for him. And I would have blew his brains out, which it doesn't bring my mom back. Now I'm going to jail, you know, and I have a sadness because I seen my mom die a violent death. It wasn't from old age. It wasn't from natural causes. She got her head blown off. Imagine that. That's what I'm saying, man. Y'all got to, you know, when it comes to the kids, man, if you, if you, really you should do it for yourself. But if you can't do it for yourself as far as leaving that relationship that's toxic, do it for your kids. If you ain't got no kids, man, do it for the loved ones that you'll leave behind. Because it'll leave with so many questions. Well, why? Why did she stay with them? And I didn't know all this stuff was going on. Why was it that she didn't say anything? You, you see what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of questions. It's a lot of stuff that, that you will never be able to get the answer from that person from. If you pass. And it's crazy, man. Like, at the end of the day, like, once he, you know, got off drugs or whatever like that, he was a lot better. You know, but then, too, you know, um, my brothers found out about what happened years later. And, you know what I'm saying, they they had some words for him, too. Like, yeah, you know, like, no, nah, you ain't going to be doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, for the life of me, man, I couldn't understand why my mom took him back. It was two years, but she took him back. I remember, man, I was walking down the street, and she was telling me about it. We was walking to the store, and because uh, the, the store was down the street from, from my house. And, um, you know, she didn't own a car at the time. She used to catch the bus everywhere. So, you know, and I just remember, like, look, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you, you know, and I'm a little older now, so I'm 11. I'm like, look, why are you taking this man back, like? And then let alone, you know, like a little bit later, they got married. I was like, man, you was nuts. You know what I'm saying? I ain't say that to my mom, but I was, that's what I was thinking. Like, man, you nuts. There's no other way in the world I'd take that guy back, man. After that, what? You know, but I mean, hey, you know, like that was her decision. I don't know exactly everything that was said behind closed doors, but I do know things were said. And again, like I said, you know, my brothers had already gotten with him, you know, so some of the stuff that he used to do, he daggone sure wasn't doing then. You know, my brothers and them, you know, they were coming around a lot more. And then, like I said, eventually we moved out anyways. Like, it's well, that day that it happened, we moved out. We came back to get our stuff, you know what I mean? And uh, my granddad, you know, came and, you know, like he helped us, you know, get our stuff, man. And we was living with my grandparents for a while so um but yeah man you know she got back with him man and you know like again you know i you know that bothered me man it did man i felt disappointed in my mom i was disappointed i ain't gonna lie to you i felt like man you know like you can do so much better man like i really wanted her i really wanted her to be by herself after that I did. I ain't want no guy to be around her like that, you know, because I was scared that that guy was going to be like whoever it was that she was, you know, going to start dating again 
was going to be like that joker. And, you know, like, you know, she ended up marrying him. She ended up marrying Gene. You know, and I met a couple of my mom's friends, but, you know, she didn't bring too many people around the house. You know, because um, she used to tell me, man, this is old school stuff. Like, you know, well, you know, got me having kids. You know, you can't bring everybody. You know, it's not good for the kids to see, you know, their mother with all these different men. So, you know, I don't know if she was dating or not, but I know that if the guy did come around the house, which one guy did, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, like she'd been dating that guy for a long time. I think it was six months. You know, Mr. Conway, he was kind of cool, man. I liked him, man. He was, he was a little different, man, but... You know, in the back of my mind, man, I'm like, you know, um, you know, and, um, you know, and let me, let me get that story straight. As far as Mr. Conway, you know, he was before Gene, you know, he was, he was before like my mom, you know, he was before, you know, my mom met Gene. So but he was kind of cool, man. Like, you know, but they, you know, for whatever reason, man, it didn't work out. I don't know what happened, but. You know what I'm saying? He, had, he was cool, man. He had a dog, man, and the dog was cool. You know, like, it was kind of, it was just a cool situation. And, uh, you know, um, but yeah, man, like, you know, that's all I got to say as far as for that story. You know, it was hard. You know, um, it affected me greatly. You know, it affected me to the point where as I had depression, I didn't know it. So I've been living years and years and years before I you know, got help, which was once I was married. You know, that was the only reason why I got help was, you know, like, it was due to my ex-wife. So I thank her for that, you know, because I needed it. You know, but I needed that prayer time with God, you know, and I needed, you know, God to work things out for me. You know what I mean? And so, like, um, yeah, like, for the women that are dating toxic men, I don't mean like the men that some women call toxic because they're not buying them or everything. But I'm talking about real toxic men that will lay their hands on you, that'll cut you out for no reason, and like just treat you like an object. You know, for, for women that are dating men that do all of those things, Man, leave that situation, man. You know, think about your kids. Think about your family. You know what I mean? Like, think about the future, man, for your kids. How would it could affect them? That could throw them over the edge, man. And they mess around and, like, you know, like, lead lives that you won't be proud of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know how that thing goes. You know, um, so with that being said, man, look, hey, um, hopefully you guys got a good message out of, you know, what I was saying. And understand how it affects your children, the people that love you. You know, not just your kids, but your family. You know, um, so, yeah, that's it, man. You guys have a good night or a good morning. And uh, let's change and exchange for a better us. Peace.